paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow. This is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the TTA, and you're listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk Podcast. Wahidi Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey. And thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Alan. I'm Keith. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 34 for the week of June 15th, 2014. On this week's show, we're going to play $40 a day in Epcot. But before we start playing the game, I just wanted to talk about our last couple of uh, shows, guys. It, you know, it was so much fun. You know, we had such a diverse two interviews. You know, we went from uh, Jim Zub with the, the Figment comic, which was, you know, really interesting and, and gave, you know, a lot of people a different perspective um, on our show and, and you know, in, into the world of Marvel in another way, you know, for the, in the comic based thing. And, you know, I got to pick up my comic and I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I was able to pick it up. I, I wasn't able to get one of the, um, the other covers, the variant covers, but uh, I did enjoy reading it. I'm looking forward to the next few issues. What do you guys think? Yeah, I did. I picked it up and I read it and stuff. A lot of times with, uh, like first issues of a series, it's all about like setup and background and backstories, which is usually kind of dull. But because this whole series is based on the origin story of um, Dreamfinder and Figment, I thought that it it set up the other um, four issues extremely well. Yeah, I think so. Did you get a chance to read it, Alan? Uh, no, not yet. A buddy of mine picked it up for me. I had to work uh, my second job, so I wasn't able to get to a comic shop. But a buddy of mine picked up a, an issue for me. And for him, and I just haven't had a chance to meet up with him to get my copy yet. But okay. uh, I I have a copy, it's just not in my hot little hand yet. But soon, oh, I'm hoping this okay. week I'll get up with him. Now, also on this week's show, we have a we've brought on a, another guest to play our forty dollars a a day segment. John goes by uh, Fort Wilderness Guy, I think FT Wilderness Guy, I believe on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you picked up the the Figment comic at all? No, I haven't. I I just listened to your pod about it, and uh, I've seen a lot of it. I just I don't I haven't really had the time to sit down and try and locate it. I don't know where I would even find it around here, so I'm assuming online would be my my only avenue, and I just haven't had the time to do it yet. Yeah, the comic book shops are definitely a dying breed. It's a shame because you know I spent you know quite a few Saturdays checking out comic shops when I was younger. So uh, you know they're going they're getting harder and harder to find, but uh, you know it's I, I'm just happy that they're doing something else with Figment. It's not an attraction, but, you know, it's at least they're keeping, you know, Figment out there and, you know, hopefully gain some traction and maybe we'll get another attraction out of it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Either that or just to bring back the old version of it would be fine with me. Heck, forget that. I just want them to open up the upstairs again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great, great location for a restaurant. It would be good for a restaurant, though. And then also we had our great interview with um, Catherine Tabor. Keith, you missed that. I'm, you know, I'm really yeah, sorry. I, I was so mad. I had some uh, some water uh, 
issues at the Tiki Hut here, and uh, I wasn't able to be on it. But, but it was an excellent, like, an interview. It's enjoyed uh, listening to it, and and being a Star Wars fan, it's nice to see um, excitement again for Star Wars and new content and stuff. So it's exciting for you know the future um, of the franchise. It's great. Yeah, I agree. And the one thing that you really missed out on the interview was when it was all over, she invited Alan and I um, back to uh, Skywalker Ranch. Oh, Rancho Obi-Wan? Yeah. No, yeah, you know, Skywalker Ranch. We're going to go check it out, and maybe Drew Luke is going to be there, and we're going to have lunch. And, but she didn't mention your name, so oh, wow. be, I don't know, right. I'm sorry. That's all right. Hey, let's put one more thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Um, you know, let's get we, let's get on with uh, this week's show. So we're doing forty dollars a day in Epcot. If you don't know the rules, here are the rules. It's uh, we have to stay under budget, under forty dollars a day, with one um, sit down meal, one quick service, and uh, one snack. And the sit down meal, you also have to include an eighteen percent tip, and we don't include tax in there. You know, that's the rules that we play by. So uh, that's the game. So we're gonna start off here. Um, we're gonna start off with John. He's the new guy. And we'll start off with, let's say, your snack, if you want to start off with your snack. All right. Actually, you know what? Before we get on with that, let's get a little... I'm sorry. We'll get a little... <laughs> let's get a little introduction to uh, to you firsthand. Let's tell us, uh, you know, why do you uh, enjoy Disney World so much? Um, well, you know, I, I moved down to Florida about 10 years ago. And uh, my, my girlfriend at the time, now she's my wife, we started going. And, um, you know, just really loved it. I love the theming of it. You know, the theme parks, I love the theme parks, I love the attractions, the rides, but what I really like the most is just walking around, enjoying the theming. I guess it's probably because I live so close that I don't feel like I have to cram everything into one trip knowing that I can, you know, I can be there again, not whenever I want, but, you know, it's not going to be another year. And uh, and that's what I like. I like, you know, great cast members, customer service, everything's so clean. You know, just walk around enjoying the theming of it. And uh, I just like being there. I just like going through the, those gates. And I don't really have, like, an attraction in mind that I, I'm dying to get on. It's just I want to go walk around the hotel. I want to go walk around the boardwalk and and just, you know, enjoy a nice uh, adult beverage and uh, take in the sights and then relax a little bit. So it's really why I kind of fell in love with it and where we got started with Disney, more or less. And how often would you say you visit the parks? Uh, we go, well, I also have two or three small kids, and uh, we go with the kids probably about, say, five or six times a year, and my wife and I usually go um, two or three times with just the two of us. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, we, we we don't go for long trips. Usually our trips are about two or three nights. Um, we camp, hence the name Fort Wilderness Guy. Right. And uh, it's the perfect, I mean, you get the best of both worlds at the campground. You have a little bit of Disney and you have probably the nicest campground, you know, at least that I've ever been to. So, uh, you know, it's great. Our, our trips are usually three nights, two, three nights, and uh, we get up there quite a bit, which I'm very fortunate for. Yeah, I never hear a bad thing about Fort Wilderness. And, you know, I'm also a, a Disney uh, vacation planner on the side. So, you know, people always ask me about it and I always recommend it. It's it's such a great location and it's, it's, it's the... You know, it's the home feeling, it's the hospitality that you get when you're staying there because there's people that have been going there for 30 years and they stay in the same spot. 
same location year after year after year, and you actually build a, a family around the people that you're staying with. So it does make a difference because you can really get to know somebody when staying there. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I actually, I don't, I don't know if this is the time for shameless plugs, but I actually started a blog on Fort Wilderness. It's uh, fortwildernessblog.weebly.com, W-E-E-B-L-Y. And that's one of the things that I always, I, I've written a couple of posts on things to do at Fort Wilderness. And my favorite thing to do, either if you rent a golf cart or you walk around or ride a bike, is look at your fellow campers. Some of them have some just elaborate sites. They'll be there for months, sometimes longer. And they'll set up lights and they'll set up decorations. And, you know, that's part of the fun, just walk around enjoying the campground. And that's what I always recommend to people to do is just take some time, set aside some time right around sunset and just really get out and enjoy the different loops and, and what your fellow campers have done because some of them really take a lot of pride in it. It's really nice. Yeah, it's great. All right, so, um, John, let's start with you. Let's start with your snack selection. Okay. Uh, my snack, I went with the chocolate crepe at uh, Crepes de Chefs de France, and that came in at $3.99. Uh, that's a must-do for me every time we walk around World Showcase delicious i've actually only had a crepe there once and uh i actually i really enjoyed it It was late at night and it was fun it was we we had it when um wishes was going on and uh i don't remember what i had i don't know if it was some kind of uh uh, strawberry or something along those lines and it was excellent i enjoyed it you had a crepe at epcot during wishes did they do that special for you or just special for me. Oh, oh God, I said wishes. <laughs> it's a DVC thing, I think. They yeah, no, it's not, because I'm DVC, and I don't get that treatment. <laughs> yes. During illuminations. <laughs> don't don't confuse those two. Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. It happens. I, I had a long day. I was going to call him out, and I figured, nah. We'll just <laughs> no, well, I am. I, I will. But, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my that's role fine. on the show. So, <laughs> I've had those, and they are excellent snacks. I've had the, um, I think it was... Uh, strawberry one and it was really really good i thought you only eat turkey legs <laughs> well once in a while you know you have to get some fruit in there for the health reasons so <laughs> they won't make a they won't make a turkey leg crepe for you i bet you could, <laughs> just go get a turkey leg and bring one over you can combine the two uh-oh so just wrap it up yeah <laughs> that'd be really good actually <laughs> it's just a crepe with uh, a bunch of salt and then they pour liquid smoke in the batter and there's your turkey crepe. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's what it uh, tastes like, salt and liquid smoke. Hater. Hater. <laughs> Keith, have you ever tried to make a tofurkey leg? Um, no. Um, that's a sin and will uh, get you banished off the face of the planet. <laughs> All right, Keith, so what is, uh, I mean, uh, Alan, what is it that you like to eat there? Um, my snack was, uh, it, it's new to Epcot over the last couple of months, and, and I've, I've sung the praises of this on the show already, but I'm heading over to the refreshment port to get a, I don't think they can legally call it a cronut, but it's a cronut, a croissant <laughs> donut, which is four forty nine currently. Which is a little pricey, but it's worth it. It's it's pretty set, uh, pretty stellar. Yeah, I missed it out. I didn't get a chance to have it on my last trip because I didn't even make it to that end of the uh, of Epcot. But um, I missed it. I'm just, you know I'm ashamed to say I didn't have it. Well, you've I had the real deal in New York, though, right? Yes, I had the real deal. Yeah, yes. I, I loved it. It was really good. It's, so I, I, wa- I do want to try the Epcot one. It's pretty delicious. But I'm a sucker for anything cinnamon sugar anyway, so it's right up my alley. But it's it's really quite good. Yeah, we we. Uh, we had we tried those when we went for food and wine. That was the last time we were there, and 
we got the uh, a la mode. I know it probably doesn't fit in with the $40 a day because that kind of jacks up the price, but uh, yeah, that was that was excellent too. Yeah, I thought about getting it a la mode uh, my last trip, and I, I debated and I decided against it. Maybe next time. Well, for my snack, I chose the school bread in Norway. This is um, a fantastic treat. It's basically a sweet bun, and it's topped with coconut. It's a must-have on every one of our trips, and that comes in um, at two sixty-nine. That's it, two sixty-nine. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. That's everything cheap, at uh, everything at the bakery in Norway is, is cheap, like you know, yeah, relatively speaking. But it's all good. I like school bread. I tried school bread for the first time back in February. It was good. Um, I don't like coconut. That's the full disclosure. So I was kind of going into it not expecting much, but I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I think if you are, uh, you know, going, I think if you go into it looking for, uh, you know, to be amazed, you might be a little underwhelmed. But since I was kind of going in thinking, well, this isn't going to be any good anyway, I actually ended, ended up enjoying it. Well, that's important. At least, I mean, you've, at least you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it's not good. something that you hated. So, and considering that you don't really like coconut, you were pleasantly surprised with it. Yes, that's a good thing. All right, so uh, my snack choice, I'm actually going to skip. I'm going to talk about that later on. <laughs> I'm not cheating. I'm just going to talk about it later. You on. You always <laughs> cheat, so I'm not. In, I'm somehow not surprised by this. <laughs> Wait, your dinner at Le Cellier counts as your snack too, because you know, like uh, wow. Rock and Roll Coaster and Tower of Terror, are the same. I can, they are the same. It's and they're in the same area, and I can do two at the same time um for our next selections here let's go with what you would do for lunch you know typically you know could be either your sit down or your your quick service choice but what what on your list you are you going to have for lunch for my lunch i'm going with the table service trying to save a little money that way and i'm going to go to the rose and crown and i'm going to have the english breakfast burger and to drink i'm going to have water and i'm not being cheap i'm just uh trying to hydrate i anticipate a lot of walking around world showcase and i need to stay on top of my game so just going with a burger and a glass of water and that comes to 15 dollars and 49 cents and i'm going to leave a two dollar and 78 dollar 78 cent tip for a grand total of 18 dollars and 27 cents not bad that's good now what's on the uh, was it just uh, a burger with uh, sausage on it? No, it actually looks really, you know, I haven't had it, but as I was looking at the menus, it looks really good, so now next time I go, I think I'm going to have to have it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a burger with cheddar cheese, bacon, a fried egg, and uh, some type of homemade, I, I don't know if it's hot peppers, it just says HP sauce, so I don't know if it's a hot pepper sauce. Uh, HP sauce is sort of kind of like uh, like an A1 sauce. Okay. Yeah, it's big, in, it's big in England, right? Or Europe, yeah. I guess. Either way, that sounds good. So uh, I'm going to have to sneak in there next time we go and try one of these. But That sounds good. Yeah. I need it. Yeah, it does. All right. Well, I am uh, going to go ahead and do a counter service at lunch. Uh, normally, I try to do table service meals at lunch, just like John did, because it's usually cheaper. But uh, the restaurant I'm doing at table service, whether I eat it at lunch or dinner, it's the same price. So I'm going to go ahead and go for counter service for lunch. And I am going to head over to the... Boulangerie Patisserie Les Alls, uh, back in France. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. <laughs> and uh, they, they have a lot of really great stuff back there, but I'm going to get the Quiche Florentine, which is, you know, real many quiche. Y'all make fun of me. I don't care. Quiche is, is excellent. But, <laughs> I like quiche. Um, quiche uh, with um, this has, uh, their Quiche Florentine has goat cheese in it, and then obviously it's Florentine, so it has um, uh, spinach in it. 
and uh, that is a grand total of six dollars and twenty cents. Uh, I'm also drinking water, unlike John, who uh, says he's doing it to hydrate. I'm doing it because it's expensive to drink anything but water in Disney World, and I got to save a little bit of money for dinner. So, six dollars and twenty cents over at the bakery in France for me for lunch. That's a good choice. Yeah, you know, real men do eat quiche, and wasn't that a book? The real men don't eat quiche. Is that from a book or something like that? Um, but quiche is actually, I love it. You know, my my mother in law makes that for us. She makes a couple different couple different types. Um, Christmas uh, Christmas morning, we usually have it, and I love it. And I can I can't get enough of that stuff. I love quiche. When we we honeymooned in Paris, uh, the real Paris, not the one in Epcot, uh, but we honeymooned in Paris, and we kind of came across this. I'd almost call it the equivalent of a drugstore. It seemed like a drugstore, at least what you would call a drugstore here in, in the States, but uh, only it was, it had like one section that sold like magazines, and then there was a little cafe, and then they had like the little part that was, uh, you know, where you could buy like medicine and stuff, and and then back in the back they had this thing that was, all it had was like to-go food, and they had this killer quiche, and I think we stopped there twice while we were there to get quiche. It was just... Really amazing. I love quiche. What about you, John? Do you eat quiche? I've had it before. I can't tell you when the last time was. Um, yeah, I like it. I mean, I like it just basic ham and cheese quiche would be good for me. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's okay. I, I don't have an issue with it. <laughs> <laughs> John approves of us yes, eating quiche. Uh, Hooray. <laughs> carry on. Carry on. My lunch. I am going with my table service meal in Germany at the beer Pardon. This place is amazing. Um, the coffee food is good. Have everything from chicken um, to schnitzels, pretzels, ton of sides. I mean, um, you can like fill up at this place for the entire day. I mean, it's excellent uh, quality food too, and not just the quantity. But this meal um, does include a drink, um, and it is twenty three forty two um, with a four dollar. And 21 um, cents as a tip that comes to uh, 27.63. My choice, I am going to eat uh, at Vianopoli. Now, the uh, I fell in love with Vianopoli, I guess, a couple of years ago when we ate there for the first time, and I absolutely love the pizza. So that's what I'm having. I'm going to have an individual pizza, the Quattro Formage Signature Pie, which is mozzarella, parmesan, fontina, provolone. Um, and that's 19 bucks, and I'm going to wash that down with water because I need as much money as I can to continue my journey. Um, that tip is, you know, with the tip, it's a 342, and that brings the total to 2242. That's a good pizza. That's what I always get when we go to Viennapoli. It's, uh, I think Viennapoli is actually one of the better, um, one of the better restaurants. I'd say it's, it may not be top five for me, but I definitely, it's definitely top ten. Just you know, in Walt Disney World, period. It's really good. I, I definitely have to agree with you. It's definitely, definitely a top ten without a without a doubt. I mean, that pizza, that pizza is phenomenal. Even for, you know, somebody that's up in in the Jersey, New York area. I mean, we have pizza parlors on every corner. So for me to even say that that's you know excellent pizza, I mean, that's that's saying something. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I love it. We we've eaten there probably three times, I guess. It's it's really quite good. Have you eaten there, John? No, I've I've never been there. I I've, I've heard a lot of good things, and I'd like to try it. But so far, we just we haven't made it there. Do you like pizza? Yeah, I do. And like I said, I'm originally from New York, and coming down here, I 
I'm dying for a good slice of pizza, so it makes it all uh, more the more interesting to get out there. But I just haven't made it happen yet. What would you consider is the best uh, pizza by you? I mean, is it? Uh, would you say it's you know like Domino's is like the better option? Uh, there's a great place here. It's got a red roof, and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it. Yeah, pizza. <laughs> um, no, there's a couple of good places. Uh, there's a Big Apple Pizza down here that's not bad. Um, it's just basically the t- you know your taste or what you're in the mood for. If you're just in in a hurry, sometimes we'll just order. You know, whoever's going to bring it to us the quickest just to have it. But uh, I, I do I do miss the good good slices uh, from living in New York. Yeah, that's uh, you know, there's nothing better than getting a, a fresh pie right out of the oven there. And if you, any anyone, I mean, there's a million places to choose from. But you know, if you have your favorite one, and you know th- that floppy pizza is so good. Yeah, yeah. That, there's like that old saying goes, there's "No such thing as bad pizza." I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So let's go to our dinner choices here, and um, let's see what everybody's going to choose. Go ahead, John. Okay, so for dinner, I'm going to have my quick service meal, and uh, I'm going to try and pronounce it as eloquently as uh, Alan did, but it's going to be at the Boulangerie Patisserie Les Elles, which I I know I didn't, but uh, I'm going to have the croissant jambon fromage which is a ham and cheese and bechamel in a croissant. And that's $4.75. And uh, being that this particular uh, experience is taking place for me during the Food and Wine Festival, uh, to drink, I'm going to run over to the Hops and Barley Pavilion and hope that they will bring back the 2012 festival beer, which is a chocolate box. And I'm going to blow the rest of my money on the festival uh, uh, commemorative glass of Samuel Adams chocolate box for $12. And the croissant was $4.75. And that brings my total to $39.01. You are my kind of man, John. (laughs) Blowing blowing over uh, a fourth of your budget on a beer, you are my kind of listener. That's also (laughs) worth the, the water that I had for lunch also was an anticipation of this uh, this chocolate right. box. So there you go. It worked out great. Yeah, I had that is a great beer. That is really. I good. tried to find yeah. a way to, to fit multiple different alcoholic beverages into my day because I it, at Epcot it's it's always a requirement, but I just uh, just couldn't quite get the money right. So yeah, I I had actually planned when I started thinking about it. I planned the whole, all the meals around the twelve dollar chocolate box. So. That's how I was able to make it work. Well, at one point I was thinking Red Stag Lemonade, and then I was thinking a margarita from La Cava, and a half and half from the pub in uh, the UK is always a, re- a requirement. And I said, well, I can't have all three, so I need to just uh, not have any, and we'll go from there. Yeah. You made a good yeah, choice the Sam, there. Yeah, the Sam Adams Chocolate Bock was always my favorite. They they didn't have it last year. It only comes out at Christmas. And two years ago, we went to Food and Wine, and I saw it was the festival beer I like a kid on Christmas morning, I was so excited. So it's a, it's I had to bring really it back for this. I think it was in the, you know, they always put the seasonal twelve packs out, Sam Adams, and I want it wasn't in this past winters, but it was in the winters before that. Yeah, they I, changed it this year to uh, yeah, I cherry, didn't get, cherry chocolate box. Yeah, I didn't get the winter uh, winter seasonal this this past winter because it didn't have the chocolate box in it, and and I heard the cherry chocolate box wasn't very good. Even though I do like, uh, I mean, I like cherries, so I usually. 
I usually would enjoy that, but I, I heard it wasn't very good, so I, I skipped it. Yeah, it, it was a little different. I, I like the, the chocolate box, uh, obviously much better, but, you know, I've, I've written several petitions to Sam Adams to bring it back, so we'll see. I'm sure they will. I mean, it's, I know it's a, a very popular beer. Yeah, I hope so. Excellent. Well, that's a, you did really well. You got, it, got yourself in there under, under $40, and you got a, a really great beer to, to finish your night off with. So yep. I commend you on, on your day. Thank you. Um, to wrap my day up, um, I don't travel far from the France Pavilion. It, it is my favorite pavilion. I, I openly admit that. So I am having dinner at Chefs de France that night. I'm um, going to have the gratin de macaroni, which uh, is basically macaroni and cheese, but they use uh, Gruyere cheese, and then they bake it, and it's quite, quite excellent. Uh, that's eighteen ninety nine. Uh, with my dinner, I'm going to have orangina. I don't know if you guys are familiar with orangina, but it's... Yes, I am. It's kind of like a carbonated orange juice, for lack of a better way to describe it, but it's amazing. I love it. I I, it, I can drink it all the time and be a very happy person. Um, but they charge five fifty for that bottle, which is a little pricey, but it's worth it. So eighteen ninety nine and five fifty plus four dollars and forty one cent tip brought me to twenty eight dollars and ninety cents for dinner. Uh, adding in my cronut and my quiche from earlier, I'm at thirty nine dollars and fifty nine cents for the day. You got a little bit. A little bit left. Yeah, I had, I had no pressing. Forty-one pennies. cents left. I'll. Uh, I don't know what I'll do with that. I did a counter service at breakfast actually instead of dinner. I went to uh, Sunshine Seasons, which I figure you know after um, I sprint to Soren first thing I would uh, would need a breakfast to refuel. I got their panini sandwich with uh, eggs, roast pork with bacon and cheese and uh, served uh, with a side of home fries um, for $6.99. And what's your grand total? Um, my grand total was $37.31. Wow. Yeah. That's like a whole other meal almost. <laughs> I probably could have uh, squeezed in uh, a bigger snack because school bread is a, a favorite of mine, so I just went with that. Well, that's the important thing. You want to eat what you're going to eat. Right, yeah, it's not just to win, you know, the contest or the game, um, so. All right, so for my choice, uh, my dinner choice here, I went over to the Yorkshire County Fish Shop, and I'm going to have the fish and trip, the, the fish and chips, and I'm going to enjoy this during Illuminations, not Wishes. <laughs> That's the important thing. Or Phantasmic? And, uh, Is it a, or, or Phantasmic, yeah. either. But if I had, right if before, I remember, it, uh, remember Dreams Come True. They, they play that for Sean <laughs> in Florida. Right. Exactly, because I'm a, a special DVC member. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to wash that down with a, a half and half, which is 8.25, and that will be my snack credit because, uh, you know, I really want to enjoy Illumination, so there's nothing better than having the fish and chips and a beer to wash it down and enjoy it. So that's going to bring my grand total to $39.66. Well, I like those, though. Say, while I like the plan because I do love a half and half, I'm not sure having a beer as a snack counts for the game. I think you're kind of fudging your rules again. That's not fudging sure your it rules. Sure it is. It's still a, a snack. No matter how you look a at beer it. beer is not a snack. A beer is a delightful, snack. but it's not a snack. <laughs> it depends. It's a, a snack. A half and half is kind of thick and creamy, so, you know, it's not like a, a you know, Bud Light or something something light and watery. It's, it's a little substance to it. 
Uh, yeah, you can't. Don't don't knock my choice there. <laughs> you didn't think of it. You didn't think of having a beer. As yeah, your because snack. a beer isn't a snack. <laughs> well, we're not talking snack credits here. We're talking a snack. I'm not walking around. Hmm. Am I going to go get a cronut or a beer? Well, I, I just grabbed the beer. I'm not thinking cronut. I'm grabbing the beer. Well, I might grab. I might think about the cronut. If but, you say so. Peter, oh, sorry, I had something in my throat there. <laughs> I thought that the original rules were is that it has to be considered credited snack. Under There's no such Disney thing. No plan. one's heard of that. That's, you're being silly. I will uh, just have to search our archives of text messages and see if I can find that somewhere. Yes. Uh, you do that, and I need photo <laughs> photo proof. Okay. <laughs> uh, you might have to con- you might have to contact the NSA to get the information. <laughs> Obama's listening. Yes. He's like, no, 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 Sean, that is cheating. <laughs> it's going to be in the uh, State of the Union next year. Sean yeah. is a cheater. That would be impressive. Yeah, if the president listened to our show, that'd probably be the end. I'd be like, I'm done. The president listens. We can't get me can't go any higher up the chain than the president. So. Go out on a high note. Exactly. Yep. So, I mean, that was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I pretty much won because I had to, I had to grit the best snack out of anybody. So I accept the winner. Actually, I think the winner is going to be what I'm about to follow up with. Uh, just uh, before we get um, too close to the end here, a listener of the show, uh, I was kind of chatting with him about uh, you know, what we were doing for, for tonight's episode, and he submitted a list, so I'm going to throw it out here. just to, And I think he wins, because really he, he kind of he, he actually got an actual snack and a drink and still managed to follow the rules, so he wow. won. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> Matt Holly, he's been on the show a few times. Everybody knows him at him Holly five seven nine. His snack is a chocolate macaroon ice cream sandwich uh, from the new ice cream place in France. It's three ninety nine um, for counter service. He's going over to the Tangerine Cafe, which I know is a personal favorite of his. Uh, he's getting the chicken shawarma platter, which is eleven ninety nine uh, for his table service. He's going over to La Hacienda. Uh, he's going to get the Takiza appetizer, which I think is one of those appetizers that serves like two people or three people or something. Um, plus tip there was $13 and 28 cents. Uh, and he still has room to spend $9 on a red stag lemonade during illuminations. So his total is 38.26. So I actually, I think Matt wins because he got a great alcoholic drink and still got an actual snack food as well. So he wins. That's not bad. I'm no. still not sure the, if you can classify, um, an appetizer as a full meal, even if it serves, well, even if it says it serves two, it's not really a full meal. Normally, I would agree. I think my wife and I ordered the Takiza app. Let me look it up really quick. But if I remember correctly, it does have like, it is a, a substantial amount of food. So normally, I might agree with you, but it's, yeah, it's, it's three, it's three tacos, which, I mean, that's a meal. I mean, you know, that's not, a huge meal, but three tacos is a is a meal. It's a beef taco, yeah, for chicken key. taco, <laughs> yeah. and a pork taco. Who am I kidding? I and if, if I'm going out to a place and ordering tacos, I'm going to order three tacos, and that's going to be my meal. So in this case, I think that that appetizer counts as a meal. Three mm. three tacos is definitely a meal. This has been a very uh, murky game of this. <laughs> we <laughs> I think we uh, <laughs> muddied up the waters of this game. I think the only way to really prove who wins is to actually go down there and everybody has to eat exactly what was on their list. 
Oh, boy. That's a punishment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tough life. Or John can, because um, he's local. He can that's just uh, I pick a day for each of our lists and let's report back. How about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll do them. I'll do them all. Yeah. And I'll <laughs> let you know if uh, half and half really is a snack or not. All right, deal. <laughs> all right. If anybody's out there right now and is listening and thinks that's, it's an actual snack, I want you to go to Epcot. And have one, and you tell me if it's a snack or not. No, it's just a beer. A beer is never a snack. The great thing, the great thing about it would be if Disney actually would allow a snack credit to get one. On the oh dining. yeah, that would be pretty spectacular. So, I think that's they, the only way I would get the dining plan. We Which they don't, the by the way. Plan. All right, John. As you know, we have everybody that comes on the show. We have uh, five questions for him. The only person I don't there's only two people that haven't been actually asked the questions. That's actually I believe Bill Farmer and uh, Safari Mike. So we'll try to get both those on again. Just ask them the five questions. <laughs> so uh, if you know uh, if you know it, that's great. Here's the uh, the first one is your favorite snack. Uh, my favorite snack is half and half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. yeah, I need clarification. Does beer count as a snack? Oh, yes. does not count as a snack. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, my favorite snack would be the, I'm mean, going to similar, not quite the turkey leg, but I like the pork shank at Gaston's Tavern. Nice. So I, that's that's probably my favorite. I don't I get it all it. the time, but it's good though. I haven't had it. No. Oh, it's so really that, good. I like them. Yeah. Your favorite attraction? Uh, Expedition Everest. Favorite character? My favorite character, jeez, would have to be. I guess I, I'm gonna I'm gonna cop out, but I I still like Mickey. I like Mickey Mouse and. He's probably still my favorite. It's not common. No, that's that's, you know, it's, it's, it all started with a mouse. So yeah, yeah, not very original, but is what it is. Uh, your favorite movie? Uh, my favorite Disney movie would have to be Up. I like. I still like Up the best. I like Wreck-It Ralph too, but uh, I like Up is probably my favorite Disney movie. Your uh, your your favorite Disney park memory? My favorite Disney park memory would have to be when I got engaged to my wife. Um, it was her birthday. And I planned out, we went to Disney, I surprised her with a trip to Disney for her birthday. And um, we, I planned it out, we got there the day before her birthday, and I was going to propose on her birthday at Magic Kingdom in front of the castle. And this was back when, uh, you know, digital cameras were around, but they weren't super popular. So I had an old wind-up camera. And uh, I was nervous all morning, I told my wife the night before, I said, we need to be up at this time. We have to be the first ones at Magic Kingdom because I knew I was going to propose in the ca- in front of the castle. I didn't want a huge audience, and and uh, so we got there. And I uh, my heart sank when I realized it was the day that they were filming the uh, Christmas Day Parade. Oh no! So it was it was a madhouse in front of the castle. Well, we found a good spot, and I I gave I told her I wanted to take a picture. And uh, I found a cast member, and I told him I'm going to propose to my girlfriend. Just keep taking pictures and and rolling the film, and you know, keep snapping them off. And, and I proposed, and we got four good pictures, uh, action pictures of me proposing, and uh, and that would probably be, will always probably be my uh, my favorite Disney memory. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, one. that's great. Yeah, I, I proposed to my wife at Disney as well, and, and in front of a um, photo pass photographer, whatever they're whatever they're called these days, but. I guess back then they would have been photo pass and yeah, she she did really well. The the photographer she just just she kept snapping and we got a, we got probably seven or eight out of it that that turned out to be pretty good ones. So it's a that's yeah, a great we, memory we got, and 
we, we got some good ones and because it was so busy behind us, you can see where the people behind us are realizing what's going on in, in each action photo. It's like the first one, somebody will be pointing. The second one, there'll be three or four people standing behind us. And, <laughs> and uh, so back before the days of photobombing was really popular, we uh, I guess we got kind of got photobombed in our uh, proposal picture. Yeah, my, my favorite of the ones, the one I keep in my office at work, there's this woman standing on the side, and she had stopped and turned around and was watching. And, and you know, her face was second only to my wife's face. Her face was, was pretty pretty cool. So. I know, <laughs> I know where you're coming from on that. It's a really great memory to have, and I would agree. If, if I were going through the lightning round, that would probably be, uh, well, that would definitely be my number one, uh, you know, memory, most fond memory from, from Disney World. So that's a good choice. You'll you'll never forget that. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on our last trip, we were taking, I guess, the, with the trolley down Main Street, and. Um, we had just witnessed uh, a couple getting engaged and everybody was on, on board was clapping their hands and the girl looked at us and gave us the death stare. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, I don't know if we ruined her moment right then and there. But she gave us a stare. We're like, whoa, I guess we should stop clapping now. Maybe she said no. Maybe that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awkward. Don't clap for me. I don't even know this. This is our second date. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, those are some great choices. Thank you. Oh, thank, thanks uh, thanks again for asking them. <laughs> it's fun to talk about. All right, well, John, we appreciate you uh, coming on the show tonight. We had a lot of we had a lot of fun. Hope that you did as well. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. You, thanks for having me. Excellent. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, let our listeners know where they can find you on you know, social media and, and uh, plug your blog again and let us know where we can locate you. All right. Yeah, on uh, Twitter, I'm at Fort Wilderness Guy, FT Wilderness Guy. Uh, had to abbreviate. And um, my blog is uh, www.fortwildernessblog.weebly.com. And the fort is actually spelled in that one, F-O-R-T. And um, it's just a blog that I write about. I do trip reviews of different camping trips that we take. It doesn't always have to be at Fort Wilderness. Um, I just came back from the Florida Keys over... Uh, Memorial Day weekend did a, a trip review of that and um, I just give different insight on different things that I've experienced over the years in Fort Wilderness so um, you know any uh, any ideas or any uh, suggestions on different things or things you've experienced in Fort Wilderness please shoot me an email and let me know that would be great well excellent uh, that's going to do it for this week. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. You can comment in the notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. You can email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. And you can leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Be sure to like us over on Facebook. Uh, check out our store at redbubble.com slash people slash Tiki Talk podcast. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. Uh, lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me, One Minute Disney Dream, on Twitter. That's 1-M-I-N, Disney Dream, and MouseWorldVacations.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dolph Whip Daily, and online, DoleWhipDaily.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number 8 and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith and our special guest, John, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha.
I don't understand how the guy who made up the game always gets the rules wrong. <laughs> there you go. I don't know if that's what you were going to say, but that's what I was thinking. It was, yeah. All right. And yeah. 